everyone and welcome to the Last of Us podcast. I nearly forgot what I was doing there because I've been so busy having a chat with my wonderful, wonderful guest this week. So this is the Comics in Motion weekly Last of Us podcast where we watch HBO's TV show and just basically geek out and have the best time ever. You're here, you've listened to Spore, you know what it is. But the reason I'm excited is I have a really exciting new guest, I'm going to say exciting one more time, who the wonderful Alison Shelton, my Femme On co-host, introduced me to, and I've already confessed it feels like a little bit like a blind date, and it's already going swimmingly. It's the best thing ever. I can't wait to report back. So welcome to my wonderful guest, Ali. Yay, thank you. (laughs) I think blind date is going great too, by the way, just so you know. We're both, we're... If we were on Tinder, I'd be swiping right. right yeah, now. hell yeah. <laughs> it's going real well. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a great time. And I time. love that Allison put us together because she's such an awesome person too. Like she oh, could just join us. I know. I love Allison. Yeah. We'll do an Allison appreciation maybe at the end or something because <laughs> we've already been chatting loads. Okay, yes. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and get ready. That I'm going to need more notes for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Allison so much. Why? I say, well... This isn't the Alison Appreciation Podcast, it could be, but even though we are like the same age pretty much, she is who I want to be when I grow up. But she's genuinely who I want to be when I grow up. Yes. I just think she's amazing. She's just Yes. Yeah, yeah and watching her parent her children oh. is like even next level. It's so amazing. She's incredible. Teacher in middle school. And I love this episode of The Last of Us because it is about that relationship with these like two young teenage girls. And I love that. I love it. It felt like a little bit like my life, like how I watch kids and their relationships every day. So this is the perfect episode for you to be on then. That just like works. I know that's why I Yes. And that's why I like texted you last night after I had watched it and was like, I'm so excited. This is actually <laughs> the perfect episode for me. And I'm not a video game player. Did you know that? That I've never played this video game, The Last of Us. So I heard in your first podcast that you're like, we're going to try and find people who have never played the video game. That is me. Yeah, had no idea at all about it. Um, but my boyfriend a few years ago, he was playing the game and he likes to remind me about this. Like, no, I, I definitely played the game in front of you. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't remember that. If I had, I would have watched. He's like, no, no, I definitely did. So, but I don't remember anything. That, so. That is so brilliant. <laughs> like it didn't happen. So. No, I'm totally yeah. gaslighting him. Like, yeah. no, that didn't happen. No, that, that doesn't sound like me. So. <laughs> Oh, so good. So what compelled you to watch the show then? Was it you pretending that you knew nothing about it that made you want to watch the show? That doesn't make sense. You know what I mean. Um, It was him and him asking me, like, have you seen the show yet? Should we watch it together? And I was like, what is this show? Tell me more more about it. It was like, you've seen the video game. Yes, that's exactly it. He's like, no, it's the video game I played. I know that you've seen this. And I'm like, no. Could not be. But yes, I'll watch it with you because I love horror and I love like suspenseful things. And he said, okay, this is going to be like a zombie show. So even if you don't remember me playing this video game, wink, wink, you still are going to like this, I think. And so I hadn't watched the previews. I hadn't done any of that. And it was just one night. And he's like, let's watch the first episode of The Last of Us. And so we watched it and I immediately was like, 
this is amazing. Yes, I will be watching every Sunday night. You have gotten me hooked. (laughs) That's so great. You're a horror fan. I didn't realize that either. I'm a huge horror fan. It's my favorite genre of everything. Me too. And a lot of times because women are the ones who make it out. That's why I love horror films. From a very early age, I was like... This is so badass. Wait, can I say ass on this? Yeah, you can yes, do like a swing. I swear, okay, life. Yeah. So this is this is so badass that these women are the ones that are ending up like so powerful at the end and making it out. So I- I've loved horror since a very young age. And it's yeah. the genre where women tend to be the protagonist as well, and often yes. they are normal women. So they are women that we can relate to. And one of the you know things that I think horror is moving towards is having more diverse women in its cast like in its roles Mm -hmm. which I think is something it definitely would refresh the genre in general I think we're going through this massive horror revival which is fantastic but I think it's also diversifying which is also really exciting I think it's just a genre that's going to go places so uh yeah horror smashes the patriarchy yeah oh yeah you have to come on something else to talk about some horror films right I'll do it because I could tell how this is going to (laughs) go My usual style's quite chaotic and we're both very excited. So I'll do a quick um, (laughs) synopsis of the episode. Again, I presume you've watched it if you're listening. But so we see it's direct aftermath of episode six. So we see Ellie and Joel are in an abandoned house. Ellie's clearly dragged in there. He's beaten everywhere. He tells Ellie to leave to go find Tommy. She goes off to go and do who knows what and has we start seeing this flashback of her life, which I think is, you know, so it was three weeks before she met Joel and Tess. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like a good few months on. And we see that she's in federal school and she's sort of a little bit bullied, but can you bully Ellie? (laughs) Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her friend Riley has disappeared. Riley comes back and finds Ellie, they go off on a romantic mall trip together. So teenage, love it so much. Oh, that's in, that's yeah. in Left Behind yeah. the DLC as well, right? That, I love it so much. Because when it happens in Left Behind, um, she goes to a mall to find supplies uh, for Joel because she's like, oh, there'll be medical kits there or whatever. And she gets attacked by like some raiders and stuff. But then you also get the flashback to Riley, which is also normal. So there's a nice juxtaposition in that anyway. So it's all obviously very thought out. Put a teenager, what do you do when you're a teenager and you're in love? You go to the mall and hang out with them, right? Um, so perfect. Um, and they have lots of shenanigans that we'll talk about. But what ends up happening is Riley confesses that she's about to be posted to Atlanta. I think it's Atlanta, yes. Um, it's mm-hmm. her last night in Boston. They have an argument, make up, have their first kiss, realise that they like each other. And of course, Riley says, I'm going to stay. And just at that moment, an infected comes out. They attack yes. it, kill it, and then discover that they've both been bitten. We cut back to Ellie in present day with Joel. Finds, she finds a sewing needle and some mm-hmm. thread, obviously, sews him back up. And then we get the final of her and Riley saying they're going to go sit there and go mad together. That's the episode, hopefully yeah. in a nutshell. I think you did it perfectly. Oh, yes, that you. is it. You can be a future guest. <laughs> I'll just I'll be compliments. complimenting you the whole no, time. Thank you very much. I'll um, be a pipe girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, We're such a good point, Mia. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah so I mean it's so great you saying about being a middle school teacher let's just dive right into this relationship with Ellie and Riley then and just you know you must see these sort of relationships blossoming all the time yes I see it all the time and we just recently had our Valentine's Day dance and that made me think of it too just you're so young and almost awkward in how you're like trying to feel out if the other person likes you and that's what I felt like a lot of these things were like little glances about like oh do they is she looking at me like does she feel the same way as I do and it felt very (laughs) felt very much like my job (laughs) (laughs) and seeing kids relationships develop so yeah. And I love, you know what? I want to start back actually a little bit to their relationship, which is in the beginning when she's at the Fedra school mm-hmm. and they're running the track, right? Like you said, and this bully, if you can, she could bully Ellie, uh, Bethany takes the Walkman, right? And like, this is where the first mention of Riley is actually. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, it's your friend actually who's beating people up like you're not tough enough or you can't defend yourself and then she sends her to the nurses right to get the 15 stitches or whatever after that and you know I had always seen um I had always seen Ellie as a little ass kicker from the beginning and so it was interesting to watch that interaction between her and her bully Bethany like well your friend's not here anymore to defend you and so it made me wonder as someone who had not played the video game like did Ellie have to become a more tough or like was that always who she was after Riley left like is that a character that she had to then step into of like I'm going to defend myself because Riley's not here to do it anymore so I better do it where throughout the whole show people are like what you were in a mall by yourself like you must be a little badass and then to see that she got some of that from her friend Riley and like that had rubbed off on her, I think, from her friend. And obviously we're friends with people who are like us, but I just love that character of Riley and how strong she was and how she was like, yeah, I'm I'm leaving. I'm out of here. And she left and she did it. So I'm sorry. I just wanted to go back to that. No, no. And I completely agree. I think there's something in Ellie where... I I was thinking about Ellie and I don't think it's that she... I think Ellie is quite against authority, but there are certain authoritative figures in her life that she wants to be like. This isn't Mm. a fully formed thought, so I do apologise if this ends up being quite rambling. But it's like when she goes back against Bethany, it's because she wants to be like Riley, right? That's what Riley would do. Riley would push Mm -hmm. her and send her to the hospital with 15 stitches. And then we hear that Riley has done something very similar. And then we see that in sort of episode two with Tess, right? Uh, Ellie starts being a bit like Tess. She starts looking up to Tess. She, you know, Tess is sharing this knowledge and and is almost like a, a um, not an inspiration, it's not the right word, but you, you can see they're starting to form that bond. And then he goes, okay, this is somebody who I could emulate. And now she's doing that with mm-hmm. Joel. Now that she, you know, she mm-hmm. wants to be like Joel. So there's just something where, where Ellie's sort of drawing this, this energy, maybe not necessarily the best things from these people either. You know, the violence from them. Uh, right. <laughs> Ellie loves a bit right. of violence, she, but she's drawing that from them to to be strong and, and to 
become someone that survives in this in this world because she does seem a bit soft at you know the beginning. We know that she's not the best runner. We know that she's holding back drills. Yet also mm-hmm. she's such a tough little shit in different ways, like mentally, yes. because when she's like, just put me back in the hole. She's been there like two mm-hmm. or three times. She's like, just put me back. I'm I'm not here for this for this shit. Just put me back in. Like she's got the mental strength. Yes. But it's sort of like the the physical protecting herself strength. She's trying to draw that from other people. Yeah, because even when she that made me think of like when she they were jumping from roof to roof. And maybe this is getting a little ahead of ourselves. No, but go for it. When she's jumping from roof to roof, I was scared for Ellie. Like mm. not scared at all for Riley jumping from roof to roof. And I was like, is she going to fall? Like, is she just going to barely make it as she jumps from roof to roof? So I don't see her as like this pinnacle of athleticism where I wasn't worried. I've never been worried about Tess climbing through the rocks. I've never been worried about anybody else, but I was worried in that moment, something about her. And especially when we see that shot where it's like looking up and the stars are above and they're jumping. I was like, oh no, this is it. She's going to like me. That's what I, I watched the show the whole time in anxiety, thinking something's gonna happen to my favorite characters. This and episode was-, was such an anxiety-inducing episode. So, so I had the same anxiety about the roof. I was like jumping over the roof, even though I knew. Obviously, I've played it, so I know what's gonna happen. But I just thought, especially with this show, you never know what they're going to do to you. Like, and I and I was like, you know, is it? And then Riley's going to have to grab her and put her back up, or like she'll fall. You know, what changes they're going to make? So I had anxiety then. And then as soon as they were in the mall and putting the lights on, I was like, oh god, this is a terrible idea. And so much yeah. anxiety. And then I had the the love struck teenager anxiety of loving somebody and having a crush on somebody and not knowing if they have it back. So I was like, Oh God, now I've got like other emotional anxiety that I can't handle. And then my worst anxiety, well, actually we get the, uh, we get the clicker stalker anxiety. So it hears them playing in the arcade, but then my other anxiety was when they were dancing on that blooming glass case, I was like, yes. Oh my God, it's going to smash. I thought for sure. That's what was going to happen. And the clicker was then going to hear that. And that's why they were going to come. I 100% felt that too. Those were like, you have just hit all of my anxiety moments. Like being that teenager who wanted someone to love you so much. And you have this giant crush on like your best friend. Oh, that was 100% me. Um, So Jason Walker, if you listen to this, that was, you know, that was how I felt. By the way, he's, he has a beautiful husband now. So like it was never going to happen. Um, but I felt that. And then definitely the glass too. I thought they were going to fall for sure. through The glass. And every time they span, like did a different shot, I swore that there was a clicker in the background. Like, I was like, no, here, here it comes. this is the moment. And it never was. So yeah, and I that, felt that- all of those things. I love that so much. That clicker's a departure from the game. So in the game, there's lots more. So there's runners and there's clickers and you're running around. And I love that this show, and it's done it through multiple episodes, takes away that frenetic game violence and just does what is very real violence. Two teenagers, a nearly 17-year-old and a 14-year-old against a like superhuman one enemy clicker it is realistic that yes. they would both get bitten and struggle. Like, and I, and that's more impactful in this episode for me than if it was as hordes of them running after them. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think it would have been as impactful if it had been 
wards of them. And I didn't know that's how the game went anyway. Like, yeah, I felt like this is exactly how it would have played out. Like that was a perfect play out of them getting bit. Cause you knew that they were going to get bit because mm-hmm. that's was introduced in like episode one. Like I knew that this is where she was going to be infected and she was going to find out eventually that she actually was immune, but I just didn't know how it was going to happen and when it was going to happen. So I agree on that point too. And I, I love, okay, also, no, no, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go, I love it, do it. Okay, I love how Riley has planned this, like, perfect date. It is so sweet to me. And how she shows her the escalator and how she's like, I have four wonders to show you. And she's like, is this number one? And she's like, I have five wonders then now to show you. I just love that and how it shows Ellie just so like innocent and excited about life even or just being there with Riley. It was one of my favorite things that she planned her this beautiful day and this beautiful date in the mall. I mean, wouldn't we all love somebody to plan us a date like that? And it's just got all the things that that you love. And it's like, it's all here for you. I'm doing this for you I mean if Ellie Ellie it's clear she's in love with you Ellie <laughs> like I know you can't yes. see that because you're 14 and you can never see it I mean you can barely see it when you're an adult when one of you fancies each other it takes one of you going hold on I quite like you and he goes yeah I quite like you and you go oh right why have we been doing this dance for like three months <laughs> like yes we, we could have been doing the horizontal dance <laughs> you know it's like Mm-mm. um getting some exercise in yeah <laughs> <laughs> I also love that Ellie's <laughs> expectations are so low. When they first go into the building to get to the mall and there's a dead body and he's like, oh my God, is this my surprise? It's like, Ellie, a dead body. Come on. A dead body and a bottle of booze. I mean, the <laughs> booze is great. <laughs> She's like, this is the best day ever. Yes. Yes. And when they're drinking on the carousel and just like, you know, taking it back i love that i know we didn't even talk about that scene where she's like they see the dead body and it falls through and it's like that little jump scare but then they grab the bottle of booze and and that's like the first mention of um how riley had seen her parents Mm. dead as Mm. well because i think that's also an important part of this episode is the idea of family right because yes right like it's such an important part of this episode because we start with joel well even going back to episode six where she's like you're the only person who hasn't left me so i want you to take me so like she's already established like he's her family to her and then it just builds upon it in this episode with so many different things and riley talking about family and like that first idea that she actually had a family in the beginning is when they say like have you ever seen a dead body before she's like well i saw my parents and And she just delivers it and she just says it and yes and then he says i'm sorry and like that's it and we don't need to know anything else we don't need another flashback to to what happened right we just know we just know it was horrific and traumatizing for Riley Mm -hmm. and then we get it confirmed later on that that's had such a powerful effect on Riley and all she wants is a family she you know Mm -hmm. she wants people to accept her she is not accepted at federal school they want to put her on sewage duty which like to be fair Riley yeah (laughs) well look at her as well look how look how tough she is look how smart she is look you know when the when the the clicker comes at them, she says to Ellie, 
be prepared to run. She's there at the foot. I mean, if you want a soldier, Riley could have been a massive soldier, but she just gets overlooked. And the Fireflies validate her. Marlene validates her. Yeah. He, she says, you're good at sneaking around. And all we want really is our family to accept us, right? Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. what happens. And I'm sure Fedra doesn't accept her because she is smart and she is going to fight back. And they see that like independent rebel revolutionary in her. Right. And so I love that she and and that like brings us kind of the end of the episode. I don't want to talk about that yet, but just how she talks about being accepted and she's like kind of found her place. And yeah, because I love Ellie's response to her, too. Yeah. So, but anyway, they find these five wonders. Let's go back to that. <laughs> already about like the beauty of that family scene um and i and i love like kind of the throwbacks to some of the wonders too right where she has the mortal combat poster in her room and riley has like gone and smashed the coin machine so that they can play mortal combat yes i know just back to like come on don't you understand she really likes you look at how she's planned this whole thing and came back and got you and knows you right this is romance. Like, you know, you know when people are like, oh, brings me he brings me flowers and chocolates, or she does this, or they do that, or whatever. And it's just, you know, like this, this is my type of romance. Like, this is the shit that I want. Yes. Like, you know, when they so so the first wonder is clearly the escalator, which is just such an amazing. I could watch that over that just brings me so much joy and it starts this thought in your head that there are so many things that we take for granted that they have never experienced yeah so which is so mad which I mean when we get to the arcade we'll talk about that a bit more so we've got the first wonder which is the escalator or the moving stairs fantastic that is what I will be calling them from now on (laughs) (laughs) and then we've got the carousel which is also like we see Ellie be this child she's a child again she's 14 she's in she's been in federal school since she was a baby and she mm-hmm. gets to be this child when she's walking along slept along selecting the horse like my four-year-old does that she freaking loves a carousel and you get to carousel and and the way she selects what she wants to be on whether it's the fire engine or the horse or the rocket you know in that precise moment, it means something to her. And I felt like, I felt that with Ellie as well. That This episode as well, I felt things. Like when Ellie, like, you know, sees the lights, I feel that. I, Bella Ramsey is just extraordinary. Oh my <sighs> gosh, I was just going to say we have to go back to that because I have a little note on that. Like her face of wonder when the lights turn on. And then she's like reassured by Riley, like, no one can see us. Don't you remember being on the outside? You're going to be okay. And then it's like, you can see her like, okay, we're going to go on this adventure in this mall. And I just love how her face like lights up Ellie when she does that. And I also have a note about like the little things that, um, you know, the carousel, they get to enjoy something that like normal kids or at least normal teenagers are taking for granted. Yeah. Right. Turn their noses up. Oh, that's for kids as well. Right. Yes. And they're having the best time just taking back the drink and like (laughs) staring at each other, like taking each other in. And I love that scene. I know I felt so much too, because I'm like, they've gone to this horrible military school and they're finally getting this like moment of freedom with each other. And 
it's these things that you and I would think nothing of. And it's like their best day ever. So. Yeah. It's just, uh, <sighs> I mean, I've already cried with laughter in this episode. Let's try not to make me cry with, with sad emotions. Cause I keep on doing that. I'm talking about this show. Um, and then we get the photo booth as well. And I feel like the set in this, you know, they don't, they have like one go at the photo booth. They don't want to waste their $5, which is also a huge teenage thing, right? When you've got your pocket money, and you've yeah. got a very limited and you go and do something like that with your friends. You're like, none of them, none of us mess it up. And then it prints out. And Riley seems genuinely gutted that it's not printed out perfectly. And and it's just the it's just the simple lines and the simple looks on their faces when when Ellie says she likes it and when it goes, so it's yours then. Yeah. Oh, just oh. Yes. And I love uh, like when they do that pose and, and she's got her arm around her and they're kind of like staying in the pose for a little bit longer than you should. It's like, oh, Ellie, come on. Can't you see? Like she's looking at you and she's holding you still like she does like you. I love that because it's those little things that you're searching for when you're a teenager. Like, did they hold my hand for a little bit longer than necessary? Did they hold me in that pose? OK, but I have to say, like, <laughs> I love those photo things as a teenager. So when yeah. it printed out and the it was in the wrong order, did you notice that? I did notice like, that. Yeah, it really me, was on yeah. the bottom. I'm like, <laughs> this is the perfect scene. For, I know. It was like we are experienced in this. Thank you. We were once teenage girls. It would come out in the, exactly. in the correct order. Yes, I did those photo booths all the time. Yep. Thank you very much. <laughs> And I wanted them to be perfect as well. But because um, I wanted that to be the last picture just because it just shows like they held each other in that moment. And it was like that the moment they had together in the photo booth. Yeah. And I kind of wanted them to kiss there, actually. Uh... But I knew it was too soon for like two young teenage girls. I thought, I, especially for a 14-year-old, like, yeah, okay, that's a little too soon maybe for her to make a move um, in the photo booth. But I was hoping. I was like crossing my fingers. like <laughs> well, Especially after um we see that ellie is self-conscious about how she looks so when she's getting changed in front of riley and she asks riley to turn you'd assume being roommates they've seen each other they're in military school they've seen each other naked all the time but ellie's very conscious Mm -hmm. of how riley sees her so you know the ellie we know from episode one onwards is really confident and you feel like she wouldn't really care about any of that sort of stuff but actually at her core she's still you know, a hormonal teenager who is self-conscious about these things when she's doing her hair in like the the Anne Summers window. And it's, you know... In the lingerie, right? The lingerie window. Yes, I said that too. Like she fixes because she says to her, I was imagining you in that. And you know what? That lingerie did look uncomfortable to me. But like to have my crush say that to me, then I want to check my hair too. Like I totally see. Yes. Yeah. I see that. And it's and I love that they've distilled this teenage experience. Yeah, and it's this. I mean, the the DLC of Left Behind was written by Neil Druckmann, and this episode is written by Neil Druckmann. And I'm like, a man has managed to like understand. Well, how did he get my teenage? Like, I know. Yes. So female teenage experience. Yeah, I don't know, but I I loved it. it I felt it. It reminded me of my teenage experience. Yeah. You forget. Yeah. I mean, so they take- first of all, the set design is just mind blowing. But you do forget that they are in like a post zombie apocalyptic world. You totally forget for yes. like, 45 minutes of this episode. It's amazing. And I think they do too, right? Mm. Like they are 
enveloped in each other in this episode. They care more about the look that they're getting or the slight touch that they're having with each other than all the shit that's going on around them and has been going around around them for their whole life. So, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so okay. I'm like, okay, right. take a breath. I don't. <laughs> So and then so they move yeah. on to the arcade where we get the Mortal Kombat 2 game and we get the incredibly romantic moment. If I ever break up with Kevin and somebody wants to woo me, clearly go and break open some coins from an arcade and put so I can just play unlimited arcade games is clearly what I want. <laughs> and I'm not even a video game player. <laughs> like I am not a, but I, I I just I love to play things, like I enjoy playing video games but I'm not like a like a huge gamer I would never put that name on me I am the person that goes and just plays for the joy of it in a video arcade and I loved it too I was when she broke it open and she's like well I did this yesterday for you I was like oh, that was like, so please. sexy yes yours, really. thought into it right yeah. Like you were here, you knew where the Mortal Kombat game was that connects to my poster, and you did all of these things to set up our date. Yes, give yeah. me that. That is what I want. <laughs> and mm-hmm. this is when we well, so first of all, for the arcade scene, I was so blown away by the shot where they're stood there and they're they're just looking at it and they're reacting to it. And you realize that this is so it's this fascination with technology and lights these things that they are deprived of they don't have these things in their lives you know it's it's like when we see jackson in the episode before and they've got the fairy lights strung up it it it's so striking it's like in this world Mm -hmm. this shouldn't exist and seeing them just having no they have like no stimulation like life in the qz is is gray that's how I would describe it. It's grey. Mm-hmm. They look grey. Their clothes are grey. Everything's grey. Ellie's al- allowed all these posters and stuff in her room. And we already know from, from an episode before that, you know, she's like gazing up at the stars. She's looking for light mm-hmm. from the sky. And then Riley provides her with light. Yes. From the very first part of that date too, mm-hmm. right? When they're jumping from roof to roof, you see the stars, stars. of the light. And then she takes it. Yes. And then the lights of the mall and then even more with the lights of the arcade. You're right. It is all about the light. She provides her with that and just light in general, right? Like she's providing her with so much in that moment and in her life. So I'm definitely going to cry again. Um <laughs> This is just going to happen by the end, and then we get the 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 clicker, the fungus wall clicker. How how did you feel in that moment? Well, you know he's in like the creepy doll store, so I'm like, oh, oh yeah. creepy dolls, and the clicker, like who's been there forever, like stuck to the wall. Oh, do you hate creepy dolls? Because yeah. I hate creepy dolls. Yes, I do. Yes, I hate creepy dolls. Oh, I hate creepy. Mm-hmm. My like. Ugh. We could do a whole episode, Grandma's Creepy Doll Room. We will I'm do not that. joking. Like, oh she my has God. Creepy dolls. When I was and a it kid. And think of that. And I was like, I'm... sorry, I'm so excited. When I was a kid, I had to sleep in a bedroom and I visited my grandma, but walls were lined with creepy dolls. Yes, that is my Grandma's Creepy Doll Room. <laughs> and I swear their eyes follow you. So they I do. have always been scared of creepy little dolls. And so when they show the creepy doll, I'm like this is it like of course he's coming from the creepy doll store 
Like, where else would this clicker come from? But creepy doll store. And so <laughs> seeing him, like, awaken, I was horrified by the dolls and horrified that, like, their perfect day is about to end. That he's going to mess it up, their lives. But, it, I mean, it made sense. Creepy doll store is exactly where it had to happen. It's <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, so mean, good. Uh... <laughs> but then it really messes with us. It waits so long for him to come out and attack them they're such bastards such bastards because they're Judas... in the arcade at that point yeah yeah and they walk out of the arcade and i'm like well clearly it's gonna happen now because they're just strolling around yes we go on to like the other wonder it's like i didn't think they were gonna make it to her fifth wonder at all i thought for sure it would be when they're like yelling about mortal combat and like the bones getting eaten and the spine being pulled out <laughs> that he was definitely gonna come at that point so that's like the whole thing of this episode there was so much anticipation because you knew from the beginning like oh they're in the mall now like this is this is when it's going to happen and i thought for sure multiple times it was going to happen before it really did so so what were your feelings then so they go to where riley's sleeping and we see that she's looking after pipe bombs from the firefly that clearly something's big big as planned we find out that riley is about is about to be posted somewhere else it's not going to be another night and um, Ellie walks off, clearly like absolutely devastated. If you like, she's walking off. I know she gets bit in the mall. What's going to happen here? What were your What were yes. your feelings? No, I thought because you know she walks. Well, first of all, I, I have thought Riley was a badass from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw those like pipe bombs, I was like, makes yeah. sense totally. I was not like, how dare you be guarding these? No, like, I love a female character like that. That's kind of a badass and um, not kind of is a badass. And I I love that actor anyway, who plays Riley because she was in Euphoria and I love that show. Um, So I love that they show the pipe bombs around her and that she's going to go. I was hoping in that moment she was going to say, and you're coming with me. Like, Mm. they're going to let me bring you with me because if I was Ellie that would have been my immediate first reaction too was well can I come with you Mm. because you are my person obviously like you how could you not be my person and plan this perfect day for me right so I knew she was hurt and that's why she was walking away and I for sure thought when you hear that like screaming that it was actually Riley being attacked being someone who hasn't played the game I was like oh okay so Ellie's gonna like run in and hopefully like help save Riley. And that's why she's running back. So I was pleasantly relieved when it was the Halloween store, because I was really in my mind, I thought for sure, like, Oh, she got taken down because Ellie left early. And now forever, Ellie is going to have this Mm. um, feeling of like, I left her. Right. Because we all make decisions and sometimes our decisions really do lead to things that are so impactful and like regretful that I thought that was going to be Ellie's like, I left her and now she has been bit by a clicker. And I'm glad what they did didn't think? do that because they would that would have reflected what Alison was talking about in the first episode, which she was really worried that the show was going to go down the, the road of Sarah gets bitten and Joel has to kill her. Right. Yes. And 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 it's the same sort of thing. They didn't do that because that is different to the expectations of, you know, in fact it's human terribleness that kills Sarah it's not the same for for Ellie and Riley but it's if they'd done what you'd said it you know it would be it 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 would be sort of 
I'm trying to find the right word. Not, I don't think it would be obvious because we know they're eventually going to get bit, but it would be less complicated than them dealing with their emotions in the yes. later scene, you know, and and survivor's guilt, which Joel has, would be something Ellie can relate to. And she and she can, but not in the same sort of way. There's a point I'm trying to right. get to there, I think. I don't know. But yeah, I mean as your hype woman, I agree with you. <laughs> I I but I think you've made your point. I agree it would be different, right? The trauma mm-hmm. would be different that she experienced if she had walked out and she had gotten bitten right in that moment and she had left. And maybe it is even harder to sit there and get to spend the last two hours or two days with someone um and go through it together. But it would have been a different kind of trauma mm-hmm. that she would have experienced she had come back so I was relieved when she ran back and it was the Halloween store which I love like those spirit Halloween stores so I was like ah, fifth wonder cool those it didn't masks happen. you Americans are intense with Halloween right those masks are unbelievable they're like proper full-on prosthetic effect like yes. masks is you that a normal thing Wow. Uh, I mean, I don't know how normal it is, but you can buy them for a lot of money at like spirit Halloween stores and you can buy like the special effect, almost like monsters to sit in the front of your yard. So yeah, we are into Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. So I'm is like, it? yeah, oh, nice. Halloween. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I found Riley in the clown mask very disturbing. I was not happy with that at all. I was like, don't do this. I, like, so she, you could pick up a clown mask in the game and put it on. But it, like, I didn't, I was like, I love Riley in the TV version. I think Storm Reed, isn't it, who plays, it's like, is, yes. is phenomenal in this episode. She's so many things. She's like, for, again, the show doing the classic, we introduce a character and they're dead by the end of one episode. But yet we're going to yes. make them a completely fully rounded character that you can you understand mm-hmm. everything about. And I think Stormy delivered that. So then to put on the clown mask, I was like, oh, don't do this to me. I don't need that. Like, I'm already it in love didn't... with you. You smashed open the coin thing. Don't, oh, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't find that that disturbing. Must be the American in me. <laughs> I... <laughs> love that they put on the masks and dance together because I feel like it was almost like um I don't know if they would have been able to dance in the same way and be as like Mm -hmm. as authentic if they hadn't put on those scary silly masks right and be able to be in that moment and dance on the scary glass (laughs) container um so I liked that they did that because I feel like as as someone who spends a lot of time with teenagers like I think it helped them kind of put their guards down and, you know, mm, we go from Yeah, because Ellie's so self-conscious, really isn't she? And it stops there, yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. So before we talk about <sighs> the kiss, let's talk about the conversation you wanted to talk about, family. Go, hit me, make me cry, do it. Okay, I'll make you cry. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just, there's so many things leading up to that idea of family, like, how she talks about like we're the future we could set things right together ellie says that and then how um riley had talked about seeing her parents bodies and then how she talks about the fireflies and i like how she says the fireflies are a family they chose me i matter to them Mm. and then i love ellie's response which is like you you mattered to me first because I think that's when we really see like, like, oh, here's another person that Ellie sees truly as her family. J- a little bit with Tess, like you were saying, and then definitely with Joel and Riley for sure. 
Like you mattered to me first. She wanted to go with her to Atlanta. She wanted to continue on with her. And that was really hard for me when she says like, you mattered to me first. Like I, I was your person and I'm still your person and you should not be leaving me. Mm. Right. Because I feel for Ellie that she, she really doesn't have anyone in the beginning. And you see that in her roughness and the way that she deals with people. But there are a few people that soften her, right? And Riley is one of them. And um, yeah, I just felt so much like she was saying in that moment, like, you are my family. Like, this is it. And then how she says, like, okay, fine, I won't go. <laughs> but just because I think she gets finally, like, this is it, right? Like, we are each other's. And then, um, yeah, that's that's really how but I think that build up a family that was amazing yeah. nothing to add yeah I mean I'm a big fan of the found family trope it is a trope these days I love it because I think found family is sorry to my wonderful family but found family is more important than your blood family often you know um when my partner and I got married we changed our surname to become our own family unit like no, we love our parents and our siblings and all of that sort of stuff but you know we were like we found each other we want to create that particular family unit and so it's always something that's resonated with me throughout my life I'm a big fan of Buffy Buffy's about found, found family you know all you know anything that's yeah. poor if Tony Tony if you're listening to this because I know you've started watching the show so you should be listening Tony will know poor my friend Tony Farina has to put up with me talking about found family all the time because he also loves found family so anytime there's like any sort of pop culture thing about that we're both like found family did you see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said I had nothing I, to add and then I said found family like 50 times no, you can say found family a million times because I said like, <laughs> you're my person a million times because that's just how I think about it with mm-hmm. her and Riley in that moment. It's like they found each other mm-hmm. and at such an early age, they found someone that just gets them. And you see that through this whole episode that Riley just really like, she gets Ellie. They mm-hmm. are each other. They are each other's soulmates, right? And I think soulmate is such a big word but I really do feel like your soulmate doesn't have to be someone romantic even I you completely mean, agree just that person that your spirits connect and like this is your person and I felt that watching this episode that they are each other's soulmates which is why it's such a blow <laughs> at the end because it's like this is like this is it for you kid you could be with each other forever and fight through this and survive together and that's just not Ellie's story ever, really, right? No, poor Ellie. Like, it's really shit. So we get, the, so we get the this beautiful conversation. Ellie saying, "Go," you know, Ellie doing a self-sacrificing thing, which is the opposite of what she just says with Joel. She says, "You have to stay with me," you know, which is a very interesting thing to think about. Um, and they do the dance on the glass cabinet. Luckily, it doesn't shatter. And they have this kiss mm-hmm. and they have this wonderful kiss. And Ellie immediately says, sorry. She makes the move. She kisses Riley and says, sorry. And then Riley's like, what for? Oh, oh my God. I know. I love that response. For what? Like you initiated what should have been happening. Yeah. <laughs> like more. this is what this has all been about, Ellie. It's like it's taken you long enough. Come on. Yes, girl. <laughs> Come on. Newsflash. I set this whole up for this moment to happen 
Fair. And then, I, so then the clicker comes and they fight the clicker and stab it, kill it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's the boring bit. And the bit that devastated me was Riley seemed more broken that Ellie had been bitten than Riley herself had been bitten. You know, mm-hmm. for me, I looked at that and I saw Riley's thought process. Was, it doesn't matter that I'm bitten as long as Ellie's safe and alive. Yes. And she's not. And that devastation Storm Reed's face is just absolutely floored me and also because she really thought they were safe there mm. right like she thought they were safe to have this experience and then that happened and i agree like riley's facial expressions just 100 shows that she doesn't care about herself in that moment she really cares about ellie which like if that's not real love i don't know what is mm-hmm. to care more about that person and like what their life is going to be in their experience than you in that moment <sighs> so and then <laughs> when she tells her we have two options and she's like we can take the easy way right and you know what in that moment i was thinking about it i maybe would have taken like, i would I mean, take the easy way romance but like I don't want something taking over my brain honestly and so I was like I would have taken that easy way until she says or you know it's gonna end this way for everyone anyway but like let's experience this together like we're not gonna quit even if it's two hours or two days we don't give that up and I love that she says that like I don't want to give that up because mm. <sighs> like ugh. And, and then she says, we can be all poetic and shit and lose our minds together. I'm like, okay, now you've sold me. I don't want a, like the fungus to take over my brain, but I want to be poetic. <laughs> I, I want to lose my mind with you together. And like, if it was the end of the world, which it is for them, you know, I'd want to be with my husband and my kid. But, you know, I'd want to be sat with them on the sofa I'd want to not be worrying. I'd want to, you know, us all just being like, this is our last moment together. Let's enjoy it. Yeah, and I feel like yes. that's what Riley is saying. It's our last yeah. precious moments together. I love you. Let's let's take advantage of it. Yeah. Because you're then, right. If I think about it in that way, if I'm thinking about my child, I would not give up one second with my child. this is what I'm gonna cry like you framing it that way of course you don't want to give up one moment with someone who is your your family yeah exactly god now I'm gonna cry okay oh Oh, it's fine until then (laughs) I feel like it's a cryable moment it's so beautiful the way that they do that and the way they write that scene and And you don't know I'm yeah, sorry, go so ahead. So you go, no, you go. No, I just, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode, but like I just envision them really spending those last moments together and it being, you know, them just solidifying what they've already shown through the whole episode. And there's the touch at the end. I was I meant to talk about this earlier, but I got too excited by our chat. Um, this this episode, there's so much about touching each other, about human being touching touching each other. And it's something I noticed in um the previous episode when Ellie's getting her hair cut by Mo- by Maria, and I was like, "Has anybody ever touched Ellie like that before?" You know, I remember my mum cutting my hair when I was a kid, and how that was a very special moment. You know, that was people didn't 
touch your hair and comb it and cut it and Maria's doing that to Ellie and then through this whole episode we get constant shots of people touching each other we get holding of hands holding of arms we get that both with Ellie and Riley but we get it with Ellie and Joel as well which is my segue into the final scenes with Ellie and Joel and Ellie Mm -hmm. thank you Uh, probably so shouldn't good. point okay. out your segue like I just did. It's like when you have to explain a joke, it doesn't mean it means it doesn't really work. But hey, I did it. Um, <laughs> I think it was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for my hype woman. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so we get this these 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 final scenes with Ellie and Joel, where she doesn't give up on him. She doesn't leave, and she's scrabbling around the house to try and find to try and find something to fix him. Goes down him Pedro Pascal's doing so much with so little here it's fantastic you know seeing her come back mm-hmm. his reaction the grabbing of her hand and we get that close-up shot of, shot of their hand and then when she's sewing him up and he grabs her arm you know, again it's all this touch it's all this communication between yes. them and not saying words and I just found that really powerful as well yeah me too and I you know I didn't know what was going to happen is she going to ride back and get Tommy is she going to go try and find someone but after you see that scene with her and Riley and like that conversation and this build up of like found family I like knew when they shut that off like there's no way in hell she's not going back to Joel so when I see her searching through the house I'm like yeah she's like gonna try and find like antibiotics and something to save him because she's not leaving him like he's now her person too right and so I did love that scene and you're right he's working with so you know he has so little but he's doing so much and I think even just seeing him like touching her and like accepting that she's come back to help him is huge in their relationship because forever he's like get out of here like a kid I can't save you get out of here like he's accepting that from her it shows a change in what they've gone through and how he's you know allowing her to save him in some ways so ugh, this whole episode was so good it was so good wasn't it i'm trying to i'm <laughs> trying to be good and not like start a new conversation because we need to start wrapping up but is there anything else before we we haven't mentioned the pun book so we find out that eddie has volume one of her pun book and then riley gives her volume two fantastic yes. Yes, I think that's so cute that she gets her the pun book. Oh my God, I can't believe we didn't even mention that yet. Just all of the little things that show that, you know, they are so connected to each other, which is how I felt when she ran through that house too, for Mm. Joel. Like, it's a whole lead up to like, you're my family. You're the only person I have. And I'm not leaving your ass. Like, we're we're going through this. I want you on my side when... When we're like in some zombie apocalypse, so yeah, I'm going to be out there in LA, and I'm going to be like, right, this is the gang, you and Allison. This is the time for it to yeah. happen, everyone. Of course, <laughs> you need your hype woman. Of course, you need your hype woman. <laughs> I mean, I've already established, I'm sure, a couple of times that I would be so useless in this situation. <laughs> How would you think you'd survive? Oh my gosh, I don't know, because part of me is like, I do I want to survive through yeah. this? But yes, I do, because I am actually a survivor type of person, I think. Because I've gone through like a lot of, we've all gone through a lot of things in our life, right? But at an early age, I lost a parent, I dealt with a sister who had addiction, like, I've gone through a lot, 
I think I'm a, I think I can like claim, like I'm a little bit of a survivalist. Like I push through. And I think that some of those things, because I'm the kind of person that's like calm in a situation, like, okay, this is what we got to deal with and we're going to do it. And like, this is how we're going to get through it. So I have some, I think I have some good skills. I also used to work in camping. So like, I think I could like go out into the woods and be okay for a little while too. Okay, yeah. Cause so, I would not survive in the woods. That is not my deal at all. No, we have totally had this conversation <laughs> where I'm like, if there is a zombie apocalypse, you are driving to my house. We're getting in the car and we're going to the San Jacinto mountains. Cause I'm going to the mountain and we are going to survive. So. <laughs> I would sew you up. I would sew you up, girl. Sew someone up. Like stuff like that, I'd be fine with. That doesn't bother me. But I just think, like, the initial, like, I just think I'd get to the stage where, God, I feel like this is a terrible reflection of my personality. I'd just be like, it's all just a bit hard, isn't it? And like, like, smashing up the windows and stuff. And, I could just sort of just like shoot myself in the face. And then I have yeah, to where's that gun? <laughs> take the easy way. I think I see, I always think that in my head, like, no, I just take the easy way out. But then I like look back and reflect on my mm. actual life and I'm like, no, I wouldn't. I, actually, I would have yeah. hope that something's gonna happen. I have hope that like it's gonna especially if I had my child with me, right? Yeah, or if I, I mean had that's very my, different. My yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I would destroy the whole world for her. I would like literally like you fuckers have yes. no chance. If I had her to protect, you're all fucked. Mm-mm. Like all of the factions. Yeah, come to LA, zombies, we'll protect them together. Yeah, yeah I'm like, <laughs> good luck to you all because you somebody would be, be like, I'm a good guy, I'll help look after your kid. I'd be like, no, you're dead. See you later. You seem like a threat. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Not having any of that shit. Thank you very much. Uh, right anything else before we wrap up because it's happening i can tell that it's no no i think i think we talked about everything that i wanted to talk about such a wonderful episode such a great like love and family and wrapping Mm. it all together and isn't it interesting in in this show that there is so much about love you know i think so many people go into it and especially if you play the game it's all the action all that sort of stuff and the killing and brutality and violence but actually what they've distilled it down in so many episodes and as a through line is love. It's hopeful. Yes. It's love and family, right? Mm. And hope. Like those are probably the biggest things. But you're right. In every episode, we get a story of love and hope and family uh, from from all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and the good and the bad side. Kathleen is the bad side of that, right? But she's still motivated yeah. by love and family. Oh, she's the me. If someone took out my yeah, child, that I would be me. Yeah, I'd be like, we're all going down. After the first I've... episode, when everybody was slacking off Kathleen, I was like, oh no, because I think I'm Kathleen. <laughs> so, oh no, I think everybody might hate me. Us and our little round faces. <laughs> I am the Kathleen. Uh-huh. But you're, but you're so right. Like every episode has had something about love and the different forms of love, right? And Sam and Henry too, which like oh. I came, that moment was, that I cried harder in that moment than even um, episode three. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what would that feel like? But there's love there in what he's doing and you can tell. So that's like probably my favorite thing about life too is just talking about how there are so many different forms of love and how that's like yes. what we really all want anyway yes like we just and that's what we need yes we need each other. and there's so 
much love other than romantic love. Romantic love isn't the only love and it's not the love to live for. It's not the love to build your life around. It's fantastic, don't get me wrong, but all the other types of love are amazing as well and we need to embrace them more and recognise them more. Absolutely. Right, let's leave it there. Look at that, look at us. We're so good. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was really fun. To just get to talk about my favorite show. Thank you. Uh, and you're going to have to come on Femon now. So that's it. You're, you see, you're on my radar now. You accepted my Instagram friend request. So now I can just message yeah. you whenever. So uh, good luck. Oh, don't worry. I've already been cyber stalking you. So we're good. Have <laughs> <laughs> you be doing the same? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank on. you. We're doing it again. <laughs> is there anything so you want to promote or talk about or anything like that before we end or should we just no we can just end that's love it right thank you everyone go eat go forage some mushrooms and eat them up the safe ones take revenge on the fungus do it yes <laughs> and love can you and, love. and send some love out there send some love out there mm, so much Thanks. love that came off really sarcastic, and that's not how I meant it. I went, mm. so I felt like Alexis from Shit's Creek. Mm. <laughs> Another one of my favorite characters. Oh my god, so good. He did. Yes. <laughs> right, thanks everyone. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye.